0: In terms of master's performance, like, um, and, you know, studying all the stuff in school and then coming on board with Sean and him sharing all his research with me and everything that he's yeah. found. Um, we, like Sean said, literally know exactly what to do. Yeah. Like, there's no, I mean, you know, obviously we have outliers every once in a while, but there's no question about, like, what's the best way to go about this? Yeah. Like, we know it. Yeah. Um, and so it's really just. Tailoring plans for their goals and kind of who, th- what they enjoy doing, who they are. Right. Um. But at the end of the day, like they, they should, they have, we have a plan. We have structure. Right.
1: This is a revolution to fight for truth, to fight for the people who trust us with their health, and to fight for research-backed action. This is a fight to purge baseless trends and customs in healthcare. This is a revolution to change the steps of healthcare from reactive medicine to preemptive medicine. Our vision is to be the catalyst for a system of proactive healthcare versus reactive healthcare. This is Impetus Health.
2: Hey guys, welcome to Emphasis Health. This is Ellie, Sean, and our guest, Rebecca Blackman. Sure. Hey guys, she is a really dear friend of ours and she also works and heads up master's performance at Vulcan <laughs> Performance. Um, but just to give her a little intro, we'll um, introduce you, let you introduce yourself in a second. But um, as far as her background goes, Rebecca has her bachelor's in exercise and sports science from Alabama. University of Alabama, um, okay. Master's in Business Administration, also at Alabama, correct? Uh, no, that's from Belhaven University in Jackson, Mississippi. Belhaven, okay, um, and then in Sports Management as well, and then she has her CSCS and her CrossFit Level 1 certification. Yes. So, Becca is very qualified, and um, she is also the head coach at CrossFit Laminin, mm-hmm. Um and then heads up Master Performance. That's so, so, uh,
1: right. Rebecca um, is our kinetic engineer. I'm oh, that's the title. I'm oh, sorry. Engineer of Movement. Yes. <laughs>
2: yes. Right. I knew they had a title. That. So oh, we're no. really glad to have you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks on. for having me, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Sean is here as well. So. That's right, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. um, so today we're talking about Master's Performance, and I want to act like people don't even know what it mm-hmm. is. So just from scratch, Sean, like, what is Master's Performance? Why did you start it? And just give us a little intro Yeah,
1: gotcha. so mass performance is what we consider the gold standard of older adult fitness so of aging adult fitness and the reason why i all started i remember um so i'm doing physical therapy back in the day uh really about three years ago and i'm working with this older adult and um, we finished up physical therapy he does great his whole goal was to avoid a total knee replacement so we avoid the placement, he's doing awesome he's able to go back hiking he's doing things he wants to do but he wants to train and he's uh, how old is he? 74 at the time and there's not much available to him so he took, kind of took what was available to him and he found it very underwhelming he didn't feel like it was making him any better so out of that Matt kind of made me dive into the field of what is the fitness industry for older adults what is it and I found it was to me it was very lacking so mm-hmm. I'm like what can we do how can, what is the research so I started to research this stuff And my goodness, it was just everywhere. The research behind how to train an older adult is all over the place, but nobody's using it. Nobody's putting it together Um, for for a lot of different reasons. Uh, It's not, training an older adult can be very difficult because you have to take a lot of safety precautions in, you have to look, and they've got a plethora of medical issues in their history, um, musculoskeletal issues, all these different things you have to take into account. But based off the research, we know exactly how to do this. They can see some incredible progression and a longevity of life, not increasing tremendously, but quality of life uh, increasing absolutely tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, so mass performance was born out of that. How do we train the older adult for not only an independent life, but a thriving independent life? Mm. So that's, that's where it
2: all came from. Cool, and we'll get into this later as far as stories and specific clients that you're mm-hmm. working with right now, Becca. Um, but for, for you, Rebecca, with your exercise science background um, and working with a special population, like, how have you, like, learned maybe to tailor that background and what you're doing to the older adult?
0: Yeah, Um. so it's been really interesting for me. Like, it's been really fun kind of to see. Obviously, I've been coaching CrossFit for about seven years now. Um, yeah. And if you've done CrossFit, if you've ever seen CrossFit on ESPN or whatever, like, it is – people probably describe it as just crazy. Like, yeah. Like, it's, it's fast. It's high pace. It's, you know, high-intensity. And then – to start working with Sean and doing Masters Performance was literally a 180, like <laughs> just just like the literal opposite end <laughs> of the spectrum. Um, and so it's been really fun, like CrossFit as a sport is fairly young and there's yeah. not a lot of research on CrossFit, the long-term effects of CrossFit and stuff yeah. like that. So while I can coach and make sure that people stay safe and healthy, I don't know the effects that cross is going to have on my body right now when I'm 80 years old. Right. right. Yeah. But in terms of master's performance, like, um, and you know, studying all this stuff in school and then coming on board with Sean and him sharing all his research with me and everything that he's yeah. found. Um, we like Sean said, literally know exactly what to do. Yeah. Like there's no, I mean, you know, obviously we have outliers every once in a while, but there's no question about like, what's the best way to go about this? Yeah. Like we know it. Yeah. Um, and so it's really just, tailoring plans for their goals and kind of who the, what they enjoy doing who they are right um but at the end of the day like they they should they have we have a plan we have structure.
2: right and as far as we'll get into the process later of like what that looks like mm-hmm. but as far as them coming in and giving y'all a goal do you kind of reverse engineer their training plan like for example if they want to walk up the stairs and they can't mm-hmm. right now like do you backtrack from there in terms of like we're going to start with this progression and then like build up to like eventually start walking upstairs like does that make sense like, yeah for sure okay um so yeah goals. I mean
0: um yeah we really especially if their goals are specific like that it's obviously a lot easier like I know that my goal is to get Frank to walk up a set of stairs like mm-hmm. I can do that
2: um yeah
0: the ones that come in and they're like I oh, I want my arms back to go away <laughs> and like a little bit, you know. So like a little... Really? Yes. You can't tailor plan, to that. plan. Um, <laughs> And so, in those cases, I'm thinking like, okay, how can I please this client so that they keep coming back and getting stronger, but also, what can I do that's, actually useful so like yeah (laughs) yeah totally especially once you get into the older population it is 100% functional training yeah what is going to help this person's quality of
2: life Mm -hmm. okay cool um go ahead I just wanted to
1: delineate too like with mass performance like those goals like you're talking about like we because we are on the physical therapy side of things we're working if they have any type of pain thing we're going to work through that from a physical therapy standpoint Mm -hmm. but the functional goals um man like that's carried over like a lot of our masters people start with physical therapy mm-hmm. and we work toward whatever they have going on but when they're out of pain it's time to get into more fitness and we sh- will shift them over and that's when we attack those goals from a very controlled but scientific standpoint
2: yeah and i want you all both to answer this but what would be the elevator pitch if someone came up to you and said like why is this important And then why is this different than any other fitness regimen that I could put my older adult family member in? Yeah,
1: this is, so the elevator pitch would be, this is the most research approach you'll ever find for an older adult fitness program to be where you
0: wanna be. So it's backed by research. It's
2: totally backed by research. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say, Becca?
0: I also would say, too, obviously, that the research speaks for itself, but also, like, um, I think a lot of people um, that are older, like, I think about, like, the YMCA and, like, old men going and drinking coffee and yeah. just riding the bike mm-hmm. for 30 minutes, whatever. <laughs> um, that's great, but they're not getting specific, individual, tailored help right for yeah. what they need. Um, uh, and we do that. Because this is compare. one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Compare yeah, it to uh, Silver Sneakers. Everybody yes. thinks about Silver Sneakers with older adults. And man, it's just so loud. Like the, the good things you're getting about Silver Sneakers is a social environment. There are around other older adults. You're able to chat and communicate, but it's you're sitting in a chair and you're moving there's nothing functional about it. Mm-hmm. It's questionable whether your heart rate moves at all mm-hmm. during this. So you're bringing up CrossFit. Like what we do in the clinic is very CrossFit-esque. Mm-hmm. It's just totally tailored to what they're going yeah. for, more based off what uh, we've seen helps the over. Yeah. So it's very similar, but it's, not, it's the furthest thing from silver sneakers you're ever going to get. It's totally yeah. I see the
2: issue. stuff that yeah. guy has, has them do, and it's yeah. tough. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's, people are sweating. Yeah, so what, what are the big outliers? Like, y'all talk about research a lot. Like, what are the big things that stick out that y'all use as pillars for your training as far as the research goes? Yeah. Like, what are the big things? Uh, some of
1: the biggest research sticks out in my head is if you're looking at what, what does the overall program do? If you train this way, and we we'll talk about how to train that way in a little bit, but um, some of the research sticks out in my head is what happens long-term when you train like this? And what you, what we find is that over the course of ten, and they, they did this study on older adults, 75 years or older. Um, and it's the older adults 75 years or older who started doing this methodology of training really things like this And we take a lot of research and the little book. I have online how to train the older adult There's about 72 articles that we reference in there, mm-hmm. and we take all this from that But if you train like this you look at instead of 10 years losing your independence um, The average older adult spends about 3.8 years in an assisted living facility, which mm-hmm. costs $200,000 a year in Birmingham, which is where we are um, so as your health declines over the course of 10 years, you end up needing assistance, family has to liquidate all your things to pay for your assisted living, compared to if you train like we want to train, all of a sudden you don't have this huge digression of health. Really your health stays pretty similar. You're able to stay plateaued, maybe decreasing a little bit over the course of 10 years, but when when your life is ending, Mm -hmm. when life comes to an end. You're not looking at three point eight years in assisted living. Yeah. You're looking at about two to four weeks in the hospital, and then it's over. There's, yeah. there's, there's it, 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 comes to an end. It doesn't gradually decline and go through all these health issues. And talk about from a cognitive level, um, like Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's. Those diseases tend to increase at a rate of two to of two to seven percent per year unless we do something. If we do something, if we do what we're trying to do, those cognitive diseases don't decrease at two to seven percent per year. They decrease at 0.7 percent per year. 0.7. Mm. That's nearly a plateau. That is an incredible effect. Mm. So it's hard to see that when you're training someone, but if, just imagine if they weren't training where they would be.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's good. Uh, anything you want to say? or um, um, No, that's great. Okay. Um, as far as the research, we do know, what do y'all think from y'all's anecdotal experience working with clients? Like, what do you do that the research may not necessarily say yet that you've seen maybe has effects? Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. Like, what, what, or what do y'all think we're missing in the older adult population? We're not.
1: So the thing is, there's a lot of corners. This stuff's pretty robust. Like, if you want to talk about power training in the older adult, we have five or six research back articles talking about why do we train power. The first thing an older adult loses as they age is power. They lose top 2B fibers. Standing up from a chair is utilizing a top 2B fiber. So when we power train, and Rebecca has some of her clients jumping, actually mm-hmm. trying, an 80, a 92-year-old, trying to jump off a bench. Because that's training. What we want to train to be able to cope with some of these, all the assessments we do yeah. to mm-hmm. test these things. Yeah. Um, when someone comes in, like we, they go through a, a, a scope of testing, and they, we find the health fitness tracker. What is your what number can we put on your health? It's a very abstract number, but it, if we deal with the testing the functional testing, hey, how are you going to do with the CUDA step test, the top to six minute walk test, all these different things, we can see. What is your progression as you go through what you're doing? Mm-hmm. And so there's not many corners of older health that we really don't know how to train.
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't think that we're missing the research. We're not. We, we have everything we need. Yeah. I think we're missing whatever communication relay to let the older population know that this is available for yeah, them yeah like yeah. that's what's missing
2: yeah and I guess or, or have you noticed that they're kind of hesitant when they hear power training jumping off benches or I mean I know they're not jumping off benches but like,
0: <laughs> like <laughs> pounding and,
2: and different types of stuff like are they hesitant from a safety standpoint or fear um I, I really haven't
0: experienced that like I, I think People, as they get older, if anything, I have seen that they're more stubborn because they want to prove yeah. that they're still able to do things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they don't want to ever have to admit that they've declined. They don't want to admit that, yeah. like, their assessment score has gone down or whatever. So, yeah. if anything, it's really the opposite. Like, they're going to push and do what I told them to do because they want to right. continue yeah. to get They just better. need someone to facilitate. It. Right. right,
2: yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, I mean, I personally didn't know all, I, all this stuff until – y'all started telling me about it and you know i would think that for an older adult sitting on a bike or walking every day is good enough Um, enough. of yeah
1: walking is not walking doesn't touch
2: yeah so it's really cool like that the word's kind of getting out there and like that family members like can feel empowered that they're they don't have to barring any external help problem have to Bank on sending them to the nursing home, you know, right? Like, yeah. There's something that they can do to help them keep their car longer and keys yeah. and yeah. and live independently so yeah. um, As far as like what the process looks like Becca, if I, if my grandmother came in like what would it look like From the assessment process from the first day and then come kind of yeah. on
0: good. Um, so she would come into the clinic. We um, spend a lot of time talking Um, at first because I really want to get to know like every aspect of her life like I want to know her history what has she done in the past Mm -hmm. um, related to fitness Um, medical history all that kind of stuff is so much more important obviously when they get older just because there's more of it Mm -hmm. they've lived more life so they've had more injuries or more you know whatever we need to know all that stuff we talk about Um, very briefly touch on nutrition um, and then I know like if I need to refer to you or Mm -hmm. you know um, water intake, literally everything. <laughs> um, and then awesome. we have one, two, three, four, five, maybe functional tests that we do. One of, one of them is the, called the bird balance test. So we're testing balance, obviously fall risks and stuff yeah. like that. Um, a sit to stand test where they're sit, seeing how many times we can sit and stand in 30 seconds. Uh-huh. Um, and people really, that may sound kind of dumb, but like these old, older adults, um, yeah. like, can they go to the bathroom independently? Can they, you know, um, a walk test. Um, so yeah, there's five or six. Um, and then from there we sit down again and kind of talk about their goals moving forward. So obviously now I have the data and I know what they need and I'm going to try to align what they need with what they want and find, you know, where we can meet that in the middle and move forward so that they're obviously getting better, but they're also happy with their program. Do you have benchmarks along the way? Yeah, we do the same assessment, um, every six weeks ish depending on the client, um, just so that we can track, like, so Sean has it all set up to where this assessment, like he said, all comes down to, we. it's one number, mm-hmm. literally one number. Um, and whether it's arbitrary or whatever, it's consistent. Yeah. So every time we do the assessment, we get this number, and if the number is declining, then yeah. obviously we know that, you know, we have an issue. Um, and also, we share this assessment with any doctor that they give us their information, oh. so their, you know, general Practitioner, whatever if they have, a surgeon, if they have X Y Z, whatever. So mm-hmm. awesome. their whole medical team is, in a sense.
2: Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's where I would love healthcare to go. Yeah, <laughs> all yeah. the different facets talking together and yeah. Yeah. specialties. Um, so, uh, b- based on like their benchmarks and everything, like, do you have you seen any cool stories of like significant improvement from someone coming in with maybe a bad baseline score and then like improving it significantly?
0: Yeah. Um. I have yet to have a single client go down and digress. I have yet to see anybody's numbers, and they're not getting
2: any younger. So something's working, right?
0: Right. (laughs) Um, And I've been with Sean for about, damn, gosh, five, six months now. It's been, yeah, yeah, wow, maybe more. Um, Seven. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's obviously working. Um, we just have a lot of people with really cool stories like that. I have a client who, um, has dementia or I guess maybe Alzheimer's now. Um, and so it's so cool to see him still drive independently to the clinic every day. Like he's, you know, like Sean saying kind of putting off prolonging his good years and his quality of life. Um, Right. Yep. Until that's just unfortunately not a reality anymore. Right. but, You know, we're making the best.
2: Right. And time is precious like, for a family too. Yes. Like the yeah. long, it doesn't have to be forever. But if you can extend that time, it's it's time that people are really really grateful for. Yeah. I'm sure because that from personal experience, like I, I know that as but, well.
1: That same yeah. guy hasn't jogged in probably 15 years. And mm. told us he wanted to try to jog, and Rebecca's gotten got jogging Part of this yep. Like it's awesome. I love like, it. Incredible. <laughs> yeah i love it and on the on the table some of the assessments here we we're talking to you ago. Know, the reason why those assessments are in there model we chose them because those assessments in the physical therapy world they're extremely well known in the in the medical world they're very well known the six minute walk the six minute walk test is the gold standard i mean if you can cross the street independently yeah if you're not walking this fast you cannot do it independently the two minute step test the bird balance those are the gold standards for balance if you score a certain way while taking these assessments, we know exactly where you stand with your age group. We know yeah. exactly what your risk yeah. is. We, we know it. And then, all of a sudden, Rebecca does an assessment. We see these weaknesses. We know exactly how to train them because if we don't change this, then you're in trouble. You are at a risk, and we've got to train this to, to move the risk out. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, um, question for both of y'all. Like, If I took the same person and just duplicated them like all genetics are the same all past history everything and one person's doing master's performance one person is not what's the difference like what is the difference going to look like when everything else is is kept consistent yeah um if that makes sense yeah i'll say so if someone's doing
1: mass performance if we're attacking their goal if we're attacking their goals we're attacking the weaknesses that they have for going after their heart rate their cardio health their strength their resistance all those things versus someone who is, let's say they're, they actually are doing something, let's say they're walking, walking or maybe doing silver sink or something like that. Yeah. What you'll see over the course of, let's take two 75 year olds, over the course of their life, it, you will see, they won't live much longer. The person doing our program, they might live a year or two longer. Mm-hmm. But the quality of life um, at a 75 year old, at the age of 80, the person who's not doing mass performance, they'll need help they will need not maybe not a caregiver but at that point they will need some family member to be around them at all all, all times okay from an independent 75 year old the person working with us will not need that 80 years old okay, let us fast forward five more years the 85 year old now probably needs a full-time caregiver, or they're needing assisted living or they need someone around them hundred percent of the time maybe they can sleep at the house the person training with us does not they may need at that time training with us family comes and hangs out a little bit maybe a little bit more, but those are the two big differences, is your independence. Do you want yeah. to stay independent? Do you want to keep, the, do you want to keep your house? Do yeah. you want to of that, nature? that ends up being, does family want to come in and take over helping you live? Yeah. Or do you want to stay independent and not have to rely on family for that?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I know you all have been really intentional about the safety measures you take. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that kind of look like in terms of making sure you do a pre-assessment before your workout sessions? Mm-hmm. Like, do y'all do y'all do blood pressure, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we do blood pressure with every um, MP
0: client when they walk in the door because we know what the healthy ranges are and um, we know what the effects obviously could be if they were off. Yeah. Um, and then, it really that part kind of varies client to client. If if we yeah. have clients who are are struggling with balance, if balance is a weakness, then we put. Uh, um, uh, okay, no. say, yeah, I wanted to say harness. I was like, "That's not right." <laughs> That's <laughs> um, not right. I was yeah. gonna say seatbelt. <laughs> seat <belt. laughs> yeah, a safety belt on them, if you will, so that I can kind of have my hand on them at all time, yeah. um, all times, so that if they, you know, Lord forbid, were to kind of lose balance and stuff, yeah. well, I know they're not gonna hit the floor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas with other people um like I have a client who's had a stroke so high blood pressure is a concern yeah so if um but but he's totally independent otherwise so I'm not worried about putting a belt on him but I am going to check his blood pressure right. every 20 minutes or depending mm-hmm. on so you know what gonna. so yeah it's it's client based but we thankfully have the research to know what we need to do yeah and
2: how long are the sessions typically An hour, an hour. Yeah. Okay. Um, and from someone who I work with y'all at Vulcan, but I'm not in master's performance. So I can say this objectively without feeling like I'm bragging, but, um, what's so cool for me when I am at the clinic and I see a client come in, like it's, it seems like it is the highlight of their day. Yeah. And like they see Rebecca and they just like grinning ear to ear and like half of them like hold your hand when they're doing step ups on the treadmill. Like, (laughs) it's just so (laughs) sweet. And so I think Apart from just the physical, just the mental and emotional health that that brings to come and see familiar faces every day. Know you're going to get one-on-one attention with someone that cares about you um, and ca- genuinely cares about your health. Like I think that is a component that is also missing, you know. And and so it's just it's been so encouraging for me to see and get to know these um, older adult clients, and they just love it. They absolutely adore Rebecca, and they bring y'all muffins every day. Yes. And like um, it's just it, it's really a, a cool thing to see. Really? So. Kind of on that note, like I guess the last question before we go into Becca's specific questions, mm-hmm. but why why does this like get y'all excited and why are you passionate about the older adult population? Like, why do you love what you do?
0: So you want to go first, right? Yeah, uh, okay. Sure. Um, I just think it really is so much more rewarding. Um, to train people and th- this is not a knock at CrossFit at all, but yeah. it, it's just so much more rewarding to train people who appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like these, the, you know, these people, they're not dumb. Like they know that they're getting older and they know, like they know what's coming. Yeah. Um, And so
2: they cling to every word you say.
0: Yeah. Cause they know it's extending. Them. Right. And, and really at the end of the day, like, yes, obviously independence is important to them and all that kind of stuff too. But like what you said, like, older people have so much life. They have such cool stories. (laughs) They just want someone who wants to listen. Yeah. And they want someone to be invested in an Mm -hmm. hour of their day. You know what I mean? And, um, you just don't, you I don't think you find that training like in any other population. Yeah. Yeah. I Um, think that comes with wisdom
2: and, and years. Yeah. 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 But like
0: people, like younger people, you know, if I had a personal trainer, like I would, I, I don't, Necessarily want to talk. I want right. to go in, I want to get it done, and then I want to leave because I have other like more pressing things. I have to go to work. I have yeah. To whatever. These people don't have that anymore. Most of them are retired, obviously, and so yeah, they just kind of take take it. Yeah. They it's, look forward nice. to it. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. They, that's they, a good answer.
1: I, 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 that's a uh, that's my big reason too. And that wow. they do like they'll come in and like they'll come in just to hang out. With yeah. One another because they we, oh. we we have a little community Yeah. it's awesome and and. It's, it's funny because it puts Rebecca in situations like you to be hanging out with some of these folks. I wouldn't. Yeah. But man, they're my
2: best friends. I know. Awesome. Like, I love <laughs> Don't some of them leave notes <laughs> for each other? Yes, yeah. yeah would, they, like, bring it, flowers, <laughs> they bring flowers, they bring cookies. It's incredible. I like, love
0: it.
1: Like, it's, it's just a cool atmosphere. Yeah. I love it because honestly, you see the people we're working with and you, you see the change that's being created that otherwise would not be there. Yeah. Right? And I just, because the research is etched in my mind. I know where someone who doesn't start with us, if they're not doing something similar to this, where they're going to be. And we get to be a part of that. We get to be a part of that, and we get to make a friend with someone, and and, and, and carry and help guide them through this process where they can live at their utmost. Right. That's, that's what we want to do for everybody. And I get excited about that, because I know we have a little scenario in, our, in the, the manual that we have that talks about the difference. Uh, Robert, and he's sitting, imagine Robert, he's sitting on a sofa, and um, his grandson asks him, hey, what's this picture over here, Granddad? And um, you get got two scenarios. Either he can get up and he can go over there and he can tell his grandson, hey, this is a picture of you, of me and your grandma the day we got married. Mm-hmm. Or he can't. Or he has to continue to sit there in the chair because he can't get up on his own. He has to wait for somebody to come over and help him up. And they're kind of all cool awkward because I almost helped Granddad up at that time. Like those are the two scenarios that we get to help people choose scenario A. Yeah, she's a better option, and it's just it's it's really cool to be a part of that. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: So, um, can people like gift this sessions for their like yeah. grandparents or parents? I, yeah. So, totally, yeah, so like they can gift certain sessions. It's not like a contract or anything no, like that. No. Okay, yeah. But some most people are on a recurring like weekly mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. okay. I really
0: do like. Sorry, I'm just very passionate about no, this. No, I no. like encourage people who are our age because like you know we're in our 20s I, my mom is still in her 50s yeah. i'm not thinking necessarily about her health at this time right but think about like when i'm 50 because i see this with my mom my mom is pretty much I had to put her life on hold um to take care of my grandparents yeah. to take care of her parents yeah. and we now have the research and the knowledge to prevent that. Like, not right. that I don't want to take care of my mom. I right. obviously would. But, like, she doesn't want, she doesn't want that for me. Right. Yeah. So it's a burden. Like, no
2: one would really right. say, but it's a yeah. burden.
0: And so, I just really encourage um, the younger generation to think about your parents. And yeah. obviously, we want to help them. But yeah. if it's not us, it needs to be somebody. Right. They need to be doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you can
2: delegate it out and, like, if you're going to buy, like, a massage chair that's going to make them feel good and you think it's going to, like, help them recover, like, you know, th- put that money towards something that is going to increase their quality of life and yeah. give them a community of people that care about them, like y'all yeah. said. So yeah. I, that's cool that you can gift it. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, Becca, thanks so much for coming on. We yes. have some questions that we end sure. every podcast with. So okay. um, rapid fire. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. What is one thing that you're doing right now that's making your life better?
0: Um... I recently have really spent a lot of time uh, focusing on my sleep, mm. and my like nighttime. You all know, you all know me for a long time, mm-hmm. and I really used to struggle with sleep. I'm not a good sleeper. Yeah. Um. And so I really have been like taking steps to try to fix that. Like mm-hmm.
2: extend your hours or like one hours day. quality. Yeah. Well, like
0: literally all yeah. of it. I was doing none of it. <laughs> so um. You really yeah. cut that caffeine too.
2: Yes. Yeah. 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 Cut the caffeine. Um. Yeah. yeah. Cause sleep is. So, so important. Yeah. yeah. Cannot like, overstate that. Right. Totally agree. Yeah, your your speech on recovery was really good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, what are you and reading right now?
0: What am I reading? Uh, I'm almost done with Redeeming Love. <gasps> Such a good um, book. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, that's what I gave you. Mm-hmm. You oh, gave me. Oh,
2: my gosh. Yes.
0: Um, I'm doing a two-year plan to get through the Bible. I've never awesome. read the Bible from, from start to finish. Awesome. Um, so obviously reading the Bible right now. Awesome. Um, I like in two years, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I can't remember um, what the book is called. But y'all listen to the Smart Passive Income podcast, by uh, any chance? Do you know what I'm talking about? The I, guy. Um, Pat Flynn. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Pat Flynn has a book Which I'm reading And I don't remember what it's called But it, it's boring <laughs> but, but I mean, it's good It's yeah. about, you
2: know, investing in Yeah <laughs> Cool it's, I mean, that I mean, in the most respect way If yeah. Pat Flynn hears this <laughs> I will say and Becca wouldn't say this She made a 36 on her ACT So she's brilliant So the fact that she even reads Is funny yeah. um, You know <laughs> okay. um, I love reading And you have an eidetic memory, right? Yes Tell the so people what that is um,
0: Basically like, Most people think of like Photographic memories which is sight. Uh, yeah, it obviously yeah. goes by what you see. You can remember. Right. I don't necessarily have that, but whatever I experience, I can remember. So like, uh-huh. if I'm engaged and I'm paying attention, I can tell you like a conversation that we had six years ago. Woo! So, you don't want to say anything you know, regret, Navega. I, I pull stuff so out all the time. You said.
2: Alex hates it. I yeah. You said. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so you definitely do want someone who made a 36 on their ACT training my, my failures. Um, okay, and then what is one thing you're doing right now that, um, or one thing you're not doing right now that you know would make your life better, but you're not really able to do oh, it? Oh, man. So
0: Ellie, you tell me this all the time. Uh, I am not good at saying no. Uh, I uh, over-schedule I really myself. I over-commit. I'm, I'm just fine. not good at telling people no. Yep.
2: That's a hard one. It
0: is so hard. Yeah. And I want to be involved in everything. I want to help people and whatever. But right. But at the end of the day, like, you got you to gotta yeah. take care of you. Yeah. Pour
2: yeah. from an empty cup. Right. Whatever. Sure. Okay. Um, one I quote to, 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 to go out, out on. It can be any quote.
0: Man, I don't know um even who says it, but I've heard you say it and I've also heard Jake say it, and that is how you do anything, it's how you do everything. And I just think that is so true. It's not one of those like stupid quotes like, "Aim for the moon, you'll never in the star." Yeah, whatever. It literally is applicable and true. Hold you accountable. you leave dirty dishes in your sink, your probably a
2: mess True. True. You know, like, that's true. That's true. I love it. Well, Becca, thanks for coming on. You're amazing. And how can people contact you if they have family or living right now who might yeah. want to be involved in master?
0: Yeah. Um. So right now, I would say the best way would be through the probably website. Oh, the, the web, website. Yeah, the website yeah. first of all. Um. Or social media. Any of our um. Facebook, Instagram, but also what is Kyle's email? Just Relations? Relations
1: at, at vulcanmovement.com yes. okay. and you can reach us. The website is mastersperform.com.
2: We'll put it in the show notes mm-hmm. and then we'll put like personal Instagram and then Masters Performance Instagram if we'll you want We'll put it all yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And And um, she also has a travel blog yeah. on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, thanks for coming out with <laughs>